Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr., and on this podcast, we're going to talk about any and everything New York Mets. Today is Sunday, April 4th, 2021, and on today's program, we're going to talk about the big elephant in the room, finally a situation that was happily resolved, that I was so relieved to see resolved, the Francisco Lindor extension. We're also going to talk about opening day and the opening day that didn't happen and the new opening day that's scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, That, we're also going to talk about the relocation of the 2021 MLB All-Star Game and various little tidbits around baseball. Uh, But let's start in order. So, um, Francisco Lindor, uh, everybody knows it's like we're beating a dead horse. He had given the Mets a firm deadline of opening day to get his extension done. Uh, the Mets uh, earlier in the week offered him uh, 10 years at $325 million. Uh, his camp countered with 12 years for 365 and they met in the middle for 10 years for $341 million. Now, on the last edition of this program, I'm going to admit I was wrong. I was wrong about two things. I will admit I was wrong. I was wrong. When I when I said that I don't think Lindor will sign and we're going to lose him in free agency uh, after the season. And I was also wrong about the number of years that uh, they would agree on if they were to uh, make a deal. I said 11 years for 341. He got 10 for 341. I was wrong on the years, but I was right. I did call 341. If you do not believe me, uh, you could go back and listen to the previous edition of the Metropolitan Report that came out on Wednesday evening. Uh, and I, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, again, I, I've all I've consistently praised Francisco Lindor on this program. Uh, I will say it again. Francisco Lindor is a once in a generational talent. Uh, I believe he's the second best shortstop in all of baseball. Multiple time All Star, multiple time uh, Gold Glove winner. Defense is there, switch hitter. He has all the tools. He is a very likable guy. He is a guy you could build a franchise around. He is a guy you can market, put on promotional ads. That smile that he has is gold. Uh, had Had a bit of a down year, but how many of our favorites had down years last year? How many All Stars and Superstars had down years last year? Last year, 2020 was Bizarro World. We're in 2021 now. We had 60 games last year. 60 games, that's that's 102 games shy of a regular season. Um, we're, we're in the full swing of things um, uh, this season. And, you know, um, I, I couldn't be more ecstatic. The only di- My only personal disappointment with Lindor re-signing is that his jersey flew off the shelves and I didn't get a chance to get one yet. But uh, lo and behold, I will be getting my hands on a Francisco Lindor jersey soon. But uh, I'm very glad. I am so happy. Um, uh, Lindor has gone on the record previously saying that he likes the staff here. He likes his teammates. He likes the guys in the clubhouse, even the trainers. Um, He said he wants to be here and besides made it happen. And honestly, I was surprised when the news broke. Very, very surprised. Um, I didn't think they would get a deal done. I thought Lindor was stuck on a 12 365 but when you think about it 10 and 341 they gave him one million more dollars than fernando tatis which is what i said they should have done and by going 10 for 341 and not 
what I thought about 11 for 341. Um, that makes the uh, uh, the contract worth more money. So I'm very happy. Um, I know I'm expressing my joy, but here's, a, here's what Francisco Lindor had to say when he was asked how he felt about the extension. I'm honored. I'm blessed. I'm humble uh, by this opportunity to be in this organization for the next 11 years. Um, it's an honor. It's a privilege um, to wear blue and orange. <laughs> it, 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 I'm so excited. I'm pumped. Um, and like I said, I'm honored. I'm humble. So thank you to Steve and Alex um, for believing in me since the day you guys traded for me. And I can't wait to continue this relationship that we have and cherish it every single day. Uh, and represent you guys' organization the right way. A dream come true, um, a humble experience. Um, I wanted to yell, I wanted to scream as loud as I could, um, but I was in a hotel room, stuck in, in the hotel room, so I couldn't, I couldn't scream. Um, and the way my agent, David Mita and Sandy Anderson negotiated, um, it was outstanding. So thank you, Sandy. Um, for the way you 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 represent the organization, um, it was fun. And like I said, I'm extremely happy that uh, Francisco has uh, signed the extension. He's going to be here um, ten more years from um, this year. So, well, actually, it's an extension. So, plus one because he's got to finish out this year. Um, he's going to be here till 2031. I'm I'm very excited for. Uh, Francisco Lindor um, to be here. I was a huge fan of Lindor when he was in Cleveland, and I can't and I can't keep going on about how much of a great player he is. Um, he's a great, great off the field person too. We've never heard any stories of Lindor having uh, off the field issues, so um, really, really great move to get it to get the deal the deal done. Um, really, really great move. I thought there was no deal. They got it done in the eleventh hour. Uh, I'm glad the two sides could have connected uh, by the opening day deadline. Speaking of opening day, um, so uh, for those of you who thought uh, COVID-19 was a thing of the past, um, for those of you who thought COVID-19 only affected uh, the 2020 MLB season, you are wrong. Uh, COVID-19 is still a real thing. Um, I don't know how anybody could uh, take COVID as a joke, a hoax, or for granted uh, in this current climate that we're in, especially with the uh, all the Major League ballparks having uh, limited capacity seating. Luckily for me, I'll be in City Field um, in in a, in a number of days later this week. But um, COVID nineteen stopped the Mets opening day. Um, the Mets were supposed to play uh, their opening game of the season on the road against the Nationals in Washington. Uh, but the game was postponed uh, Thursday morning because uh, a player, we don't know who the player is at this moment in time, but one player on the Nationals uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, four players were known to have close contact with the positive player um so now their general manager mike rizzo uh, has put the team in quarantine the entire team is in a gm imposed quarantine 
so that they can squash this thing. Um, at first, after the opener was uh, postponed, they did, there was uncertainty over whether uh, the Mets and the Nationals would play Saturday and Sunday. They had an off day on Friday, but the opener got postponed, and then the rest of the series got postponed, and now the first three games of the season for both teams um, need to be made up, and we don't even know if the Nationals will play on Monday. Um, there is no uh, guarantee that the Washington Nationals will play uh, tomorrow. Um, no guarantee at all. Um, and it's a it's a sad situation. They're scheduled to play the Atlanta Braves for the first of a three-game series uh, tomorrow. Um, nobody knows if, if that series will, will, will be played. Um, it is Major League Baseball rules that if a player tests uh, positive for COVID-19, uh, they have to quarantine mandatory 10 days and then pass uh, or test negative as pass like a school or test negative um, two consecutive tests uh, within a uh, 24 hour period. Um, but yeah, COVID squashed the opening day series of both of these teams and uh, Washington may not play tomorrow against the Braves, which that's when these new MLB rules come into play because as you guys know, if, if, if postponed or delayed or canceled games have to be made up in double headers, now they're seven inning games. And uh, these are division games because the Mets and the Nationals, both in the National League East, I would hate to see those uh, games made up as part of a double header. Uh, robbing us of early season baseball, key baseball, because it's in the division. Even their series with the Braves in the division. But, um,. It was announced that uh, the Mets' new opening day, rarely do you ever hear that verbiage, new opening day, but the Mets' new opening day will be tomorrow uh, in Philadelphia against the Phillies. The Mets will play the Philadelphia Phillies. By the way, the Mets had no positive COVID-19 test, by the way. They were not near the Nationals. They were in Washington, D.C. They used um, the Nationals' park to practice, have BP, run drills, uh, but they did not have any contact with the Nationals, um, and everybody is okay. And uh, whoever the the uh, the player is that tested positive on the Nationals, uh, we here at the Metropolitan Report wish that player a speedy recovery and the best of health. But um, yeah, the the Mets opener tomorrow night, 7:05 p.m. Eastern Time, against the Philadelphia Phillies. So it will be Jacob Degrom against Matt Moore. As the uh, pitching matchup, uh, you can catch that game on SNY if you're in the New York area. Outside of New York, if you have MLB.TV, MLB.TV will be your uh, your best friend there. So, yep. So the Mets on the road against the Phillies tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. And, yeah, that's, that's their new opening day. And uh, here's what uh, Luis Rojas had to say about this whole situation in Washington. And uh, having to uh, move opening day uh, uh, from the Nationals to the Phillies. It's probably not great what's uh, what's happening, uh, but you gotta you gotta bounce and you gotta do what you need to do, you know, to be ready. So I think we're in that point right now. The guys are out there having fun. They're getting ready for Monday. Uh, so you know you can't just uh, sit down and 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 dwell and not be, be playing because our excitement went like this and then a little bit like this. So I, I think we're back up. 
and we're ready to go Monday. So, uh, you know, I, I like I like the the you know how things are, like the energy. We're playing the little game today, and then we're departing to Philly. So, the focus right now is Monday. But you know, I'm glad the guys are, you know, past probably any type of letdown they had at the moment they found out that we weren't going to play this weekend. That's what we're doing. Is the it's the same exercise that we do before we go into any series. I mean, we did it with the Nationals coming in uh, here, coming here to Washington. Now, you know, we're, we're, we're doing it with the Phillies. We started a little earlier and we're going to do it uh, once again uh, before the game, just because they're playing today and tomorrow. And we can see some moving parts there. So it, it's the same study, the same separate uh, preparation that you can have when you're, when you're going to face, in a, uh, you know, uh, the competition. So the Mets, uh, they're going to open their season on the road tomorrow against Philly. And then after playing uh, Philadelphia, uh, they'll host the Marlins. So the schedule is as follows. Um, They're going to play four straight games in four straight days. Um, Monday, Tuesday uh, are both uh, 7 p.m. start times against Philadelphia. Um, Then Wednesday is a 4.05 p.m. start time against Philadelphia. And then uh, Thursday is the home opener, which I will have the pleasure of attending um, against Miami. They'll be off on Friday. Um, Because the Mets are off on Friday, the the next edition of the Metropolitan Report will drop on Friday. Cheap plug there. And then um, they'll resume uh, the weekend series with the Marlins um, Saturday and Sunday. And then uh, they don't have an off day again until the 19th, so that's a tough schedule. So they're they're gonna play uh, every day from the tenth straight through the eighteenth before they have an off day on the nineteenth. Um, so three games against uh, the Phillies, and then the home opener Thursday against the Marlins. Uh, here's my prediction for the first four games. We're only gonna do the first four, um, just because um, there are four games until the next off day. Um, I think with the first four games on tap. Uh, the Mets are going to go two and two. I think that um, they'll take one of three from the Phillies. Uh, the Phillies, they're actually hot. Uh, as of right now, uh, this recording, it is uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time uh, as we record this edition of the Metropolitan Report. The Philadelphia Phillies are two and zero on the season, and they will play the Atlanta Braves today to look to complete the sweep, which is very surprising. I thought Atlanta was at least going to win two games out of that series. Uh, as we know now, that is impossible. So the Phillies are going to roll into this series with the Mets um, with a bit of momentum. Uh, the only thing that's going to help the Mets is the Mets haven't played. So they have fresh arms, fresh legs, overall fresher bodies than the Phillies, who by the time... Um, the series starts against the Mets tomorrow. The Phillies will have already played three games. So it remains to be seen. Uh, the Mets the Mets players have no mileage on them to start the season. But, I mean, although in the soundbite we just heard, Luis Rojas said that he had the guys still practicing, uh, still training, had guys throwing live BP, um, had guys taking batting practice, um, even though they were unable to play the Nationals due to that. COVID outbreak that they had. So uh, we don't know the Mets um, because again, spring training uh, game situations and regular season game situations are two totally different things. Um, So who knows? Who knows what the Mets will look like? 
But um, from my perspective, I think even though the Mets have fresher bodies, Philadelphia's momentum will uh, propel them to take two out of three um, to start the season for the Mets. I have no doubt in my mind that the Mets will beat the Marlins uh, on Thursday. The Marlins have looked up and down so far this season. Um, On Friday, they had a heck of a game with the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, At first, Tampa was on top. Then the Marlins made a push, took the lead, and then lost the game, uh, giving up um, the lead and the eventual game to the Rays. The, The Marlins, again, like I said on this program previously, I do believe that they are a fluke. I do not believe that they'll even win 60 games this season. If they do, I will come on here and admit that I was wrong, like I always do when I'm wrong. But um, that team is extremely young. Um, They're anchored by Starling Marte, Jesus Aguilar, and uh, Miguel Rojas. The rest of the team is young. Jazz Chisholm uh, is a great young player. Um, Has has had a couple of good moments so far in the young season. But... um, Brian Anderson, whoever else you want to name, Jorge Alfaro. I don't think that team collectively is better than this Mets team. Um, I know we were. I said I was only going to talk about the first four games, but for that weekend series with the Marlins, uh, which I will be uh, fortunate to attend all three games at City Field this weekend, I don't think the Marlins get a single win. I think the Mets sweep them. So, but yeah, that's my prediction. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, again. Whoever that Nationals player is that tested positive, uh, I do wish them speedy recovery and speedy health. And I hope that we don't deal with any more COVID outbreaks for the rest of the season, even though uh, that's probably wishful thinking since uh, we pretty much are still in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, We're going to take a break. And then after the break, uh, we'll address uh, the relocation of the 2021 MLB All-Star Game. Uh, This is the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr. Uh, We'll be right back. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant Jr., host of the All Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in, because trust me, that's crazy. And we're back on the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar Jr. And we're this next thing that we're about to talk about uh, is not uh, specifically centered around the Mets. I know this is a New York Mets uh, talk show, but um, this next thing affects all of baseball and, quite frankly, is bigger than baseball. Um, The 2021 All-Star Game uh, was scheduled to be in Atlanta. The MLB draft this year was also scheduled to take place in Atlanta, and Major League Baseball has decided to relocate the location of the game. Uh, The reason for this is because Georgia passed a law that restricts voting access for residents of the state. Um, It was big in the news. Um, This was something that even uh, President Joe Biden um, was against and uh, was outspoken about and and publicly criticized. Um, Rob Manfred, um, a few days ago, released a statement explaining why this was the best way to demonstrate our values as a sport end quote and i the league office released this uh message and i'll read it verbatim Uh, major league baseball fundamentally supports voting rights for all americans and opposes restrictions to the ballot box in 2020 mlb became the first professional sports league to join the nonpartisan civic alliance 
to help build a future in which everyone participates in shaping the United States. We proudly used our platform to encourage baseball fans and communities throughout our country to perform their civic duty and actively participate in the voting process. Fair access to voting continues to have our game's unwavering support. Um, the game was scheduled for Tuesday, July 13th in Atlanta. And uh, this All-Star game having was supposed to be significant because it was in Atlanta this year. And unfortunately, in January of this year, we lost the, the late, great Hammer and Hank Aaron, uh, one of the all-time greats, the second most home runs in baseball history. Um, Atlanta Braves, Milwaukee Braves legend. And... Um, it was supposed to be a, a very sentimental all-star uh, break uh, because Major League Baseball had planned to honor the memory of Hank Aaron uh, and, and, and his passing. Uh, however, the league did say that uh, the game is still scheduled for Tuesday, July 13th, and they still will celebrate the memory of Hank Aaron, uh, regardless of where the uh, game is held. Uh, the draft was also scheduled to be held in July. Uh, it was scheduled for July 11th through the 13th in conjunction with the All-Star Game, but whatever city the game is relocated to, the draft will also take place from that city. Um, I would like to see the All-Star Game in City Field. Uh, I doubt that is going to happen. Uh, I believe the 2013 All-Star Game, yep, the 2013 All-Star Game was held in City Field. But um, a lot of people are saying, why not just move the game to Los Angeles because... The 2020 All-Star Game was scheduled um, to take place at Dodger Stadium in L.A., but of course, there was no All-Star Game last year because of the pandemic, uh, so a lot of people are rooting for the game to go to L.A., but um, I have to commend Major League Baseball. Now, this is not a politics program. I, I am not inserting politics here, but what's right is right, um, and I support, yeah, because I, I supported also that law, um, that law that uh, was aforementioned um, also discussed um, people not being able to hand out food and water to people waiting in line to vote. So members of the public cannot hand out food and water uh, to people waiting in line to vote in the state of Georgia. Also, the number of drop boxes for ballots have been cut down and uh, government officials will be uh, given more power to intervene in elections. So um, classy move by Major League Baseball. Um, I will go on to say that I am disgusted uh, by the Atlanta Braves with the statement that they made. Um, the Atlanta Braves uh, said that they were disappointed with, uh, with Major League Baseball's decision to move the game out of Atlanta. And uh, I'll read the Atlanta Braves statement verbatim, uh, and I quote, this was neither our decision nor our recommendation, and we are saddened that fans will not be able to see this event in our city. The Braves organization will continue to stress the importance of equal voting opportunities, and we had hoped our city could use this event as a platform to enhance the discussion. Our city has always been known as a uniter in divided times, and we will miss the opportunity to address issues that are important to our community. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are the victims of this decision. Now, here's my issue with that statement. 
Georgia. Georgia has been a very controversial place um, in in terms of, you know, just general happenings in the news. And uh, th- these, these voting laws affect minorities. And um, as a team that has players that, who are minorities, um, they should understand the decision. And I'm going to leave it at that because this is not a political program. But uh, kudos to Rob Manfred and Major League Baseball. Um, and it's not like this decision was made just by Rob Manfred alone. Um, he consulted the Major League Baseball Players Association. He also consulted the Players Alliance, which consists of more than 100 current and former players who have united in an effort to empower black communities. Um, so you're disappointed that your 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 city and your stadium could not host the All-Star Game? Uh, an event where people from all over travel to see their team's representative play in the game? They want to watch the Futures game. They want to watch the Home Run Derby. They want to watch the Celebrity Softball game, if those things even take place this year um, through the pandemic. And there are more important things at hand. Why would a billion-dollar entity like Major League Baseball want to hold a publicity event? Because that's what it is, is to attract the public, a a publicity event in your controversial location. The Braves are acting, the Braves, like that statement there tells me that the Braves are, are, are acting like this is a personal thing. It's not, this is bigger than baseball. This is about human rights, civil rights. But before we wrap it up, our last segment, we're going to go around the diamond. Uh, we're going to just briefly touch on things that happened in other places amongst Major League Baseball. Um, so I'll start it off with this. Uh, this weekend, a uh, bench-clearing situation with the St. Louis Cardinals and Cincinnati Reds. That's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow when those two teams play again. Nick Castellanos uh, went to dive home on a pass ball. Uh, he beat the throw uh, when the pitcher went to cover to the plate because Yadi Molina had to go field the ball. And uh, he slid into home and was called safe and then stood up and uh, yelled at the uh Cardinals pitcher who made that play and uh, that started a benches clearing brawl because the Cardinals didn't take too well to what Castellanos did so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see who gets fined and or suspended I know uh, Jordan Hicks the closer who uh, in spring training gave up that uh, 22 pitch walk to Luis Guillorme got involved and got real heated Nolan Arenado got real heated so we'll see what happens um as, as I mentioned earlier in the program, uh, on Friday night, the Marlins and the Rays at all-time classic. Um, how about opening day itself? Uh, the Yankees lost in extra innings. Uh, the first extra inning game uh, of the season, they lost to the Toronto Blue Jays, which was a shock. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers lost on opening day to the Rockies in a high-scoring affair, a sloppy affair defensively. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it was a, it was a weird opening day because, uh, a lot of the teams that you expected to win that you thought would win did not. 
If you were a betting man, you were an upset man on opening day. If you bet on baseball that day. And uh, I want to uh, briefly touch on uh, something inspirational. Uh, I would like to give a shout out to Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles, who missed all of 2020. He was uh, diagnosed with colon cancer, and uh, he has come back. Uh, he played on opening day and got a base hit. He went one for three uh, when uh, the Orioles played the Red Sox. And um, just would I would like to say I like uh, this is an inspiration. Uh, Trey Mancini is the face of that franchise, and it's good to see him back. I'm glad he beat the cancer, and uh, I would like to wish him well. And with that being said, folks, um, tomorrow starts opening day for the New York Mets. Uh, we're going to open against the Phillies. Uh, we've got four straight games until our off day Friday. And then we're going to be in it for the long haul because from the 10th to the 18th, it's one game every day. So uh, we're going to be in it for the long haul. The next edition of the Metropolitan Report will be on Friday where, where, where we will recap uh, the first four games of the season, talk about things we liked, what we didn't like. Um, I know that originally today there was no scheduled Metropolitan Report, but with all the big news, the Lindor extension, the cancellation of the first series of the season, I said, why not? But uh, yeah, so stay glued to the Instagram, stay glued to our Facebook page, where we will keep you up to date and covered on all Mets news. Uh, well, with that being said, there's only one thing left to say. Let's go Mets!